0: Alright guys, welcome to episode 9 to 1 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about Peacemaker on HBO Max, Crazy Stupid Love, um, Persona 5 tricking me. <laughs> uh, we talk about review embargoes and how, you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. Mm. And then uh, lastly, we talk about uh, Peter Dinklage not knowing how to sing at all, <laughs> and, um, you know, the... the cold dead space that is sports news at the moment but first start with some things we've been playing watching doing mm-hmm. uh yeah. reading about um and the first thing i would like to start with mm-hmm. is a tale of how persona 5 fucked me and this episode a little bit this week <laughs> <laughs> so persona 5 i was like so sure i was done um, i don't know if you remember i mentioned that like i got to a point where it was like you're gonna want to save now because things yeah, are about uh-huh. to speed up so I did that. I took care of that. And, like, I started playing, and it seemed like there was a very clear, uh, in my opinion, very clear guy that I assumed was going to be the big bad, right? Like, the final one. And I beat him, and it kept going. And I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, like, Tuesday, it was literally last night as of, you know, the time of this recording. Last night, it I was... So every... Every boss, like, the best way to explain it is there's, like, there's one boss that is for a whole act, because I don't know a better term. I mean, there's more than three acts, but, like, every act has, like, its own boss. And the thing is, is that, like, because a lot of this game is about managing your time wisely, if you beat the boss, like, let's say each act is 20 days, if you beat the boss mm-hmm. on day three, you, it still lets you use those other 17 days for other things you might want to do. So... I beat the boss that I thought was going to be the big bad boss with like 18 days left in this act at like Mm -hmm. yesterday at fucking nine o'clock and I'm usually in bed by 10. So like nine o'clock and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I just need to speed through these last 17 days. And I was like, you know, there's an, I'm like 99% sure there's a new game plus. So like that would explain why it would still give me this time. Right. Because I could still get better stuff, you know, upgrade my character in this amount of time and then take that in a new game plus. That was my justification for why it didn't immediately stop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I fucking play and it's like, it's like 10 and I'm like, alright, like I'm just trying to like, I have to do activities and I don't want to waste like the end game time but I'm like I really just want to finish this tonight because I'm mm-hmm. like, I got, I got like momentum and I'm just like, I'm just going to fucking finish it. So then it's like 10 30 and I have like six more days left I'm like, fuck. and so I'm like I'm just gonna stay up power through it and I'll just deal with being tired at work tomorrow 11 o'clock comes I'm like two like two days away and then like 11:15, I get to the last day I get a cutscene, and it's like what seems like I thought was going to be the end of the game and then there's like some more chattering at the end and then it does the game's not over and I was like you motherfucker no. it's 11:30 <laughs> and I was like I don't know how much longer this is going to go for like mm-hmm. I still think I might be basically done with the game like I might just have a little epilogue to do but the thing is it's like I don't know how long that epilogue is going to be and then also I still don't know for sure that it's only an epilogue so at 11:30 mm-hmm. I was like I'm already fucking tired like I'm I, I've already taken all the cons of finishing this, and I don't even get the benefit of finishing it. I was like, I gotta just stop now. So <laughs> I came in here I was yesterday, I was fully prepared. I was like, I'm just going to finish this game and I'll have I'll be able to talk about it more on uh the episode today, yeah. and it just didn't happen. And then like I was so mad. Like eleven thirty happened and it wasn't that fucking ending, and I just stared at the TV for a minute. I was like, You motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Saved it and fucking walked out and went to bed.
1: Did you, um, yeah, have have you fi- fucked me? Have you Googled to see, like, if that is the end or, or like... No, because there's still,
0: like, I don't want to Google it because there's, there's, like, one more, there's one more unanswered question, right? And, like, that, I think, is, I don't think it's going to be a twist, right? I think there's, like... Mm -hmm. Some things just kind of have to fall into place to answer this last question, like, in terms of the story. But I don't want to look it up because then if I look it up and they're like, oh, no, you have blah, 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 blah to do. And I'm going to like, God, now I know. You know what I mean? So right, right. I don't want to, like, spoil any twists for myself. But I still, I, I just have to think I'm near the end. Like, the whole, your character's backstory involves this big bad and then the big bad, you take care of them. And I was like, ah, oh, it's fucking, this is it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then and then it just fucking wasn't. So <laughs> I was devastated. Um but that's what I did yesterday. Um so so what have what have you watched or done recently?
1: Yeah, uh well nothing like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, like, oh shit, I gotta figure it out, bro. Like, um or you know, like like you thought you were done. I mean that was kind of me with Assassin's Creed toward the end where I was like, Did I is that done? And then eventually <laughs> I did get credits and I was like, ooh, thank fuck. Um and for me like that's kind of it like if i feel like i'm done and i get credits i'm like i'm good like that i'm set yeah i didn't um, even get credits that big.
0: I, I didn't even get credits or anything like i just and that's that's more why i'm not just like mm-hmm. done with it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. there's still some stuff going on i think it's minor stuff but it's still stuff going on so i'm like fuck, I still gotta, got so yeah, 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 yeah. okay. to see it through my boy
1: yeah um yeah um but yeah but but for me, I just um I finished so I, did, I watched two things this past week um, okay. and I'll start with the series first and that's uh, peacemaker on HBO Max. Okay. And so this is the uh, the spin-off of the suicide squad, the one from last week uh, last year um starring John Cena as the titular peacemaker. um and it's written and directed well, written, I think all the whole series is written by James gunn and it's directed by I think him and some other uh, directors. and um, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I think, I mean, of course, I, I like the movie better because it's like the movie. It's just, you know, more expensive looking. It's just better. But I think this is pretty good. And I think what I like best about it is that, unlike the Marvel shows, it seems like James Gunn has either been told or made a conscious effort to say, no, this is television this is he frames it as television right that makes any sense where disney plus i think goes no this is just like a movie we're just this is gonna be just as expensive as a movie looking it's gonna be big it's just gonna be stretched out over you know episodes you know it is it's the same right this Mm -hmm. i think goes no this is tv it's smaller the stakes are smaller the characters are you know more fleshed out there's more time for them but there's nothing wrong with not having an action scene in each episode if that makes sense.
0: yeah, so the only thing I've seen is I saw like a conversation that Peacemaker has with like some other people, mm-hmm. but it's just like regular people in a regular house wearing regular clothes yeah and even mm-hmm. to That's that end team. yeah, and even to that end, like i I don't know if this was done on purpose, but you can't tell me there was no I could be wrong. But I feel like there was no cheaper outfit from anybody in the Suicide Squad. Uh, like Peacemaker, on top of like, you know, John Cena being great and like having good comedic timing from what I've mm-hmm. seen. Like also if we're trying to stay small budget for T V, like that's that guy's got like that guy's costume is the one. It's just like right. khaki but, pants, a blue shirt. And, then
1: I gotta do uh, the fucking... croc uh, what's his name? That killer croc uh, fucking king shark or whatever right right they're not doing weasel Um, you know what i mean (laughs) exactly and so um but i I guess i'll I'll talk about what i what i like about it and what i think james gunn does well and then i think stuff that other people like that i don't quite like that he does um but as the whole series i think works you know there's like um well going back to like my 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 thing about uh, framing it as a tv show Mm -hmm. is that the first episode happens and like stuff goes down and then it ends on not a hanger, but like a oh shit moment and then i was like oh shit this shit's gonna be hitting the ground running and when i knew the instant i knew i was like oh wait no this is a tv show is then that the next episode spends like the first third or half of the episode getting him out of it And that's when I was like, oh, and it's just something simple. It's like him getting out of a building sneakily. And I was like, oh, you know, your mind goes, oh, wait, no. Because in a movie, you know, after that shit goes down, he'd be like, shit, I got to get out of here. And then you just see him, like, running out of the building. And then the next scene happens. Right. Right. And so, um, but that's, I like that. I think it's good. I think it, it's definitely, like, if you watch it, um, or do you think you're going to watch it? Because I know you watch The Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, I, you think, think you'll watch I think it? I will get to this one. I'm not okay. sure when,
0: but I do think I will get to this one.
1: Okay, okay. Then I won't get too much into spoilers, or not into, like, anything, like, detailed. Um, but I think it definitely, I don't want to say it looks cheaper, because it doesn't. It looks expensive, right? Because it's a fucking HBO Max show about DC characters. It definitely looks more expensive than a CW show. Mm-hmm. But what I mean, it looks, you know, it's not the suicide squad right like the the there's no cgi shark that looks fucking impeccable right there's no giant starfish that looks and is staged perfectly it's it's very like self-contained and and in a small group um and so what i like best is sort of um you know his characterization his arc throughout the season i like um the i like the team moments because you know he has the team that basically tells him hey you know Work with us, or we'll send you back to prison. I like that team a lot. I think that's the stuff that James Gun, James Gunn does really well. Um, I think I... So people are always, you know, they're always like, I love his, you know, comedic styles and stuff. And I think he, he's fine making comedy, but I think his best stuff is that, like, that team drama thing. Yeah, too. I mean,
0: like, that's what makes... Uh, James Gunn is also Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what makes those great, right? Like, they all yeah. play off of each other well. They do have their comedic moments, but I think some of it, like, I think some of their comedic moments wouldn't be funny if not for, like, the dynamic that he's established with these yeah. characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's stuff that would just be stupid laugh track jokes in a sitcom. Like, mm-hmm. the whole, like, Drax was like, I'm invisible because I'm standing yeah. so perfectly still. Like, right. that in, a, in another show thing would just be like a, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd right. have to tell me it was time to laugh. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, when you're looking at that whole team, like the dynamics work in such a way that it still is fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I totally agree. And, and that's the strength of, of Peacemaker. Um, and they already, um, uh, greenlit a second season. So we'll be getting a second season, you know, sometime in the near future. Um, I'm trying to think of what I could say without really spoiling it, but yeah, I mean, it, it's totally worth it. I think if I were to, if I were to include it in the Marvel show rankings, you know, how I always you know, say you know, low. It goes you know, Loki, then WandaVision, then Hawkeye, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: probably put this right around like WandaVision level. Maybe like a little okay. bit, bit a, little, a little bit below, a little bit above. It sort of wavers more. Where I'm like, I really like that, but I didn't like that as much as like as consistent as WandaVision was. So not as good as Loki. I don't think. And then also I think Loki some of the middle stuff in Loki was a little like eh, a little funky. So um and it's definitely one that in my mind hasn't aged as well. Like I don't go back and be like, wow, that you know, in the moment I was like, that was so clever, that was amazing. Now I look back and I'm like, well, you know, that was fine, right? right. So maybe in in a couple months I'll be like, Peacemaker, that was really good. I like this, I like that. Um But uh but yeah, I'm excited to see what they do um they're bringing james gunn back to direct and write all of them for next season so i knew you know he wrote all of them um but he didn't direct all of them so this is a pretty big get and it it must he must be getting a lot of either freedom or money or both because (laughs) you know he's he's made three giant movies for marvel he made the suicide squad for dc which is huge um, so for him to be saying like, Hey, let me stick to TV because, you know, even though these days TV is pretty much on par with movies or close to it, um, it's still TV, right? So, right. you know, there's still a difference between being like, I'm getting to direct this two hour, $150 million movie than it is to be like, I'm writing like nine episodes of this show for hundred mil, right? So there is mm-hmm. still a difference. So for him to be doing that, he must be getting pretty good freedom or he must have some pretty good ideas, right? It's kind of, um... I've always said, you know, when an actor signs on to it to, like, a kind of a funky project, you're like, well, there must be something there, because this dude could literally do anything, right? Right, and on top of that, I do think we... I don't
0: know, I feel like... I don't know why I feel this way, necessarily, but I feel like we have some evidence of, like, James Gunn being the type of person that just, like, stick with, like, a passion project. Mm-hmm. So if they're giving him a ton of freedom with Peacemaker, and it's, like, something he enjoys... It would not surprise me to see him be like, personally, like be okay making like a little less money in the long run to like mm-hmm. work on something he enjoys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, he made the didn't he make the the damn Guardians like Christmas
1: special or whatever? Like, oh yeah, that is coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, don't shit, yeah. What, I, that, I don't know I what I don't know what was supposed coming to happen with that, but next Christmas. You're right. I forgot all about that because I know he's he's either prep he they're either prepping or they have already started filming Guardians three. And right. I know he has said that's pretty much the final. That is the final Guardians movie they're doing, or at least the final one with that team. Right. Um, so you're right. I forgot all about the holiday special. But yeah, I, but like, there's to... no
0: way they're they're like paying him bloopers for the holiday special, right? Yeah,
1: right, right. right. So yeah, it's he... got to
0: just be a thing where he's like, much like we said, he's great with team dynamics. I wonder if those kind of things are just what are appealing to him, right? Like, he's yeah, like, I, I like fucking dealing with these goofy characters and. You know, Marvel, in their
1: situation, and DC are like, yeah, do whatever you want. And he's like, fuck it, this is great. Yeah, and I mean, it, it works. I mean, other than the Suicide Squad, which kind of, I mean, it didn't make that much money. And I don't even know if without COVID it would have made that much money, given the stink from the previous one. Um, but but a lot like, of that, I think, is also not really his fault. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like
0: I think that thing was doomed to go poorly. And it didn't go that poorly. But like, I feel like there was a ceiling on that IP regardless of who touched it doing what, based on what had happened before. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I, um... What was I going with that? You were saying, like, you know, that he wants to do it just for his passion. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the reason that he did this one, actually, was that he, you know, they had finished The Suicide Squad, and that was what, like, you know, they, they finished it, It was because it was going to come out in 2020. Mm-hmm. In, like, the summer of that summer. And then, you know, COVID happened, so they pushed it. But it was pretty much done. And then when COVID happened, he had all that time just in the house. And he wrote all of the nine episodes and went to HBO Max and was like, hey, like, this just kind of popped out. Like, (laughs) are you guys interested? Like, would you guys, like, want to do this? Like, if I kept going and, like, you know, sort of shaped it up and made it into something that's like a TV show. And they were like... HBO Max was like, oh, yeah, we need all the fucking content we can get, dude. We're trying to get people to sign on. And so... Th- Isn't that crazy? Kinda, like,
0: they were like, this thing that didn't make that much money from IP that, like, we we think might just be, like, have a bad taste. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? In everybody's mouth. We're like, fuck it. We'll just, we'll, we'll order nine episodes. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: And and I would love to see the, well, you know, it might be a kind of awkward, but I would love to see the, the correspondence or, like, what the discussions were like, <clears throat> you know, when the Suicide Squad comes out and it doesn't make a lot of money, right? Like, it just makes it, like, a fine level. But when it doesn't blow up, like, I would love to have seen, like, HBO Max being like, oh, shit, we have this show coming on this character for this movie that, like, kind of nobody's watched. What's going to happen? I mean, now, it's been pretty successful. You know, I think, yeah. you know, the chatter online has been pretty big. But in that moment, like, you know, late late August, early September, when they're doing post-production, like, I would, you know, what does that look like? Like, are they like, oh, fuck, dude, we're, we're premiering this show in January for a character that... Like, in the movie, is not the hero, right? And he's kind of like I would say he like it'd be one thing if they were making the and uh, a show about like Idris's character, right? Or even Ratcatcher, right. um, but he's like the third or fourth, or even you know Margot Robbie's um Harley Quinn, but he's like the fourth banana in that movie, and he's good in it, but he's like not right. He's he's like
0: yeah, he's, he's just essentially. I think he's just a scene stealer,
1: really. Like, yeah. Like,
0: when he pops up on the screen, it's like, like, the whole fucking scene, right? Where they're competing through the, the fucking kills, camp. Yeah. And then it's like, he's like, these were our, our people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, that whole scene is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, every time he pops up on the screen, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, this is great. So, but you're right. He's totally like the fourth character. And I feel like they were just like, eh, who's got... And well, and and for James Gunn to do it, I mean, like, I don't know what the rat Catcher, you know what I mean, like, TV show would look like, but it, there's no way it's as just like quirky and funny as like the Peacemaker one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's like yeah. that. I think he we just went with that because that character is going to be the one that fits it the
1: his style the most. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But it's yeah. just like and it, like you said, and also when you said early on, it's the the cheapest one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know Yeah, Um, like there's no like CGI. Well, there. I was gonna say there's no CGI that they have to augment on them or anything, but there is. They have to erase everybody out of the helmets for uh, everything. Oh yeah. So there is something. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's Peacemaker on HBO Max. If you liked um the Suicide Squad, I'd say give it a chance. And I'd say there's this is even one where I would say go in blind, like if you want, and check it out. Give it an episode or two. And then, if you like it, you can go back and watch the Suicide Squad, which I, think I I've talked about many times on here. It's fucking fantastic, and it's one of a kind, and it's nuts. So, you know, definitely, I, I totally wholeheartedly recommend Peacemaker. Sounds good, man. I, I, mm-hmm. That's like I said, that is one I was
0: like pretty excited to watch, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, and, and there are eight episodes, and each one's about hovers around like between thirty-eight and forty-five minutes, maybe like a little oh, bit more here or there. Beautiful.
0: I thought you were about to say, like, an hour, an hour 15. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. The uh, shortest perfect. one, I think,
1: is, like, the penultimate one, and it's, like, 38 or 39 minutes. And the longest one is, the, I think, the finale. And that one's, like, maybe cracks 50. Maybe.
0: That's dope. Um, so, yeah, Beastmaker, HBO Max. Yep. Um, I actually did watch something this mm-hmm. weekend, which is I rewatched. I feel like I've talked about it on here before, but this is still the first time I've rewatched it in a very long time. Crazy Stupid Love with Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. uh, Emma Stone, Emma's, yeah, and Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I gotta say, movie's a fucking banger. Uh, you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's been a while since I've watched all of it, but yeah, there was I a while there weren't. It started th- a couple times, yeah. So I haven't. I have not seen it
0: in a very long time, and having not seen it for a very long time, the one thing I will say. Is that, um, I think the kid that plays Steve Carell's son is not very good at acting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that he brings down the scenes that he's in. And it could just be the way it's written because he's kind of meant to be this, like, over-the-top dramatic.
1: And it's just, like, it... Like, bratty, like, hopeless romantic. He's, like... Right, like, but it's so Mm
0: over-the-top. It, like, grates on my soul. Um, but like, I'm not sure, maybe he just, maybe that's just the character, but I feel like he could have played it a lot better. He, like, I don't know. Either way, that's on my nerves. Um, but the rest of the movie's fantastic, and I remember thinking that this is the first movie, and I don't know what his filmography looks like, so I could be wrong, but for me, this was the first movie that I saw Ryan Gosling in something. And I was like, yo, this dude's actually, like, kind of funny as shit. Like, like <laughs> this is the first one where I was like, oh, this is great. Like, he, like the conversations he has with Steve Carell, they're all done, like, great. And it's just, it. it's one of those that's, like, makes me laugh so often. But it's not even doing, like, joke bits like a comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it does do some of them. But it's, like... It's not like super bad or knocked up right. or like Anchorman. It's not hitting you with those like situations that are clearly just set pieces for jokes. And in those movies, it still works, but that's clearly what they're there for. But oh god, bro, the whole time he's like fucking giving him the yeah. You know, when Steve Carell opens the Velcro wallet and like Ryan Gosling takes a step back, like takes a
1: physical step back, like yeah. he's been shot, and was just like what. He, 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 um, Ryan Gosling is a lot like, um, Colin Farrell, except the Colin Farrell that I think that has, he, he's able to choose where he goes, but I think they're both guys Ooh, and Chris Pine also falls into this where I think they're guys who are really, really good looking that sort of sometimes Hollywood tries to cram them in these like tough guy leading roles where they're no nonsense cops like that or like the fucking, um, Chris Pine made that goddamn Jack Reacher, not Red Jack Reacher, Jack Ryan movie. And then Ryan Gosling, I'm sure they try to squeeze him in some bullshit. Where they're, you know, they try to squeeze him into these things just because they're really good looking. But I think their best stuff is, like, just character actor comedy shit. Like, Chris Pine is so good in, um, I'm trying to think of the comedy that he's in. I think of Smoking Aces. And he's really good. And then, you know, Ryan Gosling is really great in this. And he's really great in The Nice Guys, the one with Russell Crowe. I haven't seen that, that my dad was like, you need to watch that because that one it's kind of great. He is fucking great. So he, uh, uh, and, um, and then, you know, Colin Farrell's the same, but he's amazing in Bruges*. And then Ryan Gosling is also great in the big short. He He plays like this, like super like orange tan, like suit wearing bank guy. And he has a fucking like perfect line delivery and stuff. Sometimes when I'm like watching it, I'm like, Oh yeah, shit. That's Ryan Gosling. That's like the dude from, from Blade Runner. Um, but yeah, this is one another one, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, where I'm like, this guy should be just doing these kinds of roles, like just funny like character actor roles, um, that I think, uh, you know, just fit him so well that I think he should they should be getting more of. But yeah, so yeah. I'm
0: looking I'm looking at like the his the stuff he's been in, and he was in a couple things, but it really looks like the thing that put him on the map though. Is Drive like well the Notebook he was known for? Yeah. But I think the Notebook like, what's the word? How do I explain this? The Notebook sort of was, like the... it was super popular and he was in it, but like I don't think like people walked away from that being like, ooh Ryan Gosling, <laughs>
1: that guy was a great actor, right? I think right. it's the equivalent of like, uh you know, Robert Pattinson being in Twilight where he's like, this guy's big because he's in movies, <laughs> yeah, and then you know he gets to doing something like Good Times, the, the Safety Brothers one, and that's like the Drive where you go, oh shit, no, this guy's like. In, capital A, like, actor, right? Right. Like, he's, like... Because
0: Drive is incredible. Everything about Drive's great. Um, my man gives that dude the boots in the elevator. (laughs) That's the best scene ever. Um, but yeah, Crazy Stupid Love, which I didn't realize came out the same year as Drive. Um, 2011? I felt like it came out a little bit later. But anyways, Crazy Stupid Love is is fantastic. And like I said, that's, like, the one where I was like, oh, Ryan Gosling's got, like, like some comedy chops, really. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do want to watch The Nice Guys because I've heard it's good.
1: Yes. Um, there so. There is a great bit in that um, where, you know, he plays like a, the whole movie does, is like a. It's kind of like Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, which I talked about here before. I mean, same director and stuff where it's like two guys who are like, you know, sort of noir detectives. He's like, I'm just trying to, you know, live my life here and protect the people and, you know, help people out. And so, somebody hires Ryan Gosling to break into somebody's house. And so, usually one of these scenes, right, he breaks into the house, he, like, breaks a window, gets in, unlocks the door, and then, he, like, you know, you see him, like, with a flashlight in his mouth, like, rolling through some papers, right? Like, you can kind of see it, right? It's, like, dark, mm-hmm. and he hears something, he's like, oh, shit, and he, like, sneaks out with, like, a file, like, a Nilla folder of, like, some files or shit. And so, Ryan Gosling walks up the stairs, and he's like, okay, shit, okay. And he sees the door's locked, and he wraps his hand in a towel because he's going to punch out the window so they can unlock it Sorry. one two three Psh, breaks the thing and then he <laughs> breaks the window but then he realizes he fucking cut his wrist and he's like oh oh shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. and then it's smash cuts to him in an ambulance and a nurse going like we're gonna lose him get there fast and he's like fucking trashing the ambulance <laughs> that's amazing it's so good, dude. I'll send you the clip afterward. But that that scene, it, it's like the the like I said, like the the pink dildo scene from Burn After Reading. Yeah. Where like you're watching it, and because it's you know it, it starts. I mean, it's a comedy, but it's a very early on in the early on in the movie, and so the movie's not quite comedic yet. It's like drama, but like a, a couple of chuckles here and there. Right. And that the first time that happens, I was like. Okay, I know what movie I'm in, and like it just knocked me on my ass. And I mean, it's fantastic, and it? I'm surprised they haven't made a sequel. Um, and same for this one too. Although this one's kind of harder to make a sequel too. But yeah. I, you know, you would think they'd be well, they did put them in La La Land. But I was gonna say you think they would be like Steve Carell, Julianne Moore, and Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Just throw them in a sequel, Crazy Stupid Love or something, and it's like the wedding or some shit. You know? Yeah.
0: No, it's it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's really really great that's uh that's one thing i rewatch. like i mm-hmm. i like I said, i've mentioned on here i do not rewatch movies very often but um i me and my dad uh he comes over like every tries to come over every weekend and mm-hmm. um we were just gonna start a thing that we're like we'll alternate movies like he'll we'll watch a movie that i choose back and forth and um that was one that i like n- he had never seen and i was mm-hmm. like I, I think this one's like gonna be good you know what I mean because we don't always have the same taste in movies but I was like I I feel pretty confident like this one's like I I the weirdest thing is that like I don't know that I would ever say it's like my favorite movie of the 2010s right like I that's never like crossed my mind that thought but I, I gotta say that I think I I look back on this movie like more fondly than most movies i can think of at the top of my head you know what i mean like Mm. like i think about this one more than i think about a lot of other movies that i've watched so i've i've i don't know what you know how that plays into how good a movie is like what that actually means in terms of like the um rating of a movie or how good the movie does what it's trying to do but Mm. at the end of the day like like i said I, i think about it more and i have fond memories of it so it's like that has to count for something, right? You know what I mean? Like, at, the fact that we keep going back to The Matrix, you know what I mean? Like, has to count for something, regardless of whether we know The Matrix good or great, bad. Yeah. Like, the fact that we always think about that movie has to, you know, play some part in it. So, that that one, like, is always... like I was thinking about it after we watched it, and I was like, it's weird to me that that is a movie... Because it's like a rom-com. Like, I don't even really, like, ever go for those. But, mm. like, that is one that I think back on, like, very frequently. Um, so, yeah. Crazy Stupid Love, if anybody hasn't seen it, um, I would definitely recommend. I think it's great. I don't think there's anybody who wouldn't like it. Like, I don't think it's prohibitive of any group of people that, you know, wouldn't like that kind of movie.
1: Right, yeah. It's got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of something for everybody. Yep. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. That's uh that's something I did. Um, you said you had a series you watched?
1: Oh, no, the, the series was... Um, oh, sorry, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah. So you have a movie yeah. to watch then. Yeah, yeah. So this one, I'll keep it short just because I, I thought it was fine. Um, it's uh, the new movie Cyrano, which is a musical version of the play Cyrano. You know, where it's a guy with a big nose and he's kind of ugly, but he's a poet. You know, whispers... It's like the classic thing where he whispers a guy, whispers sweet nothings, you know, from a bush to a guy so that he can yell it out to a woman on the on the balcony it's like at this point it's kind of like a semi-myth like kind of like Romeo and Juliet like you know Romeo Romeo like even if you don't know it you know what it's from sort of all right so Um, here's the thing
0: I have no idea what Cyrano is in but then you said that and I was like oh I know that thing that happens all the time in like other movies is that is I feel like maybe the original of this is like where it came
1: from (laughs) yeah yeah it's Cyrano de Bergerac Yeah, yeah so Cyrano de Bergerac And it's like a French play where, like, the guy does it. He's, like, ugly, but he loves this woman called Roxanne. And this, you know, he tries to get a good-looking man who's dumb to sort of, you know, use his words. He lives vicariously through him, and the other guy uses his words to fall in love with Roxanne. So he's, like, you know, whispering from the bush, like, you know, your skin is as soft as, you know, a baby's butt or something, you know, whatever, from the bushes. Um, And so the movie's fine. Um, I had a little bit higher expectations for it. I came out of it not it's hard to say because i i'm not i wasn't disappointed because i was like wow that wasn't good i just i don't know i was expecting a little bit more mm-hmm. um i will say peter dinklage was great um as you know as, you know if i think if the studio would have pushed it he could have been nominated for best actor i think that's how good he is mm-hmm. um but i think his singing voice is bad oh, no. <laughs> it is it's not good and, and the thing is, like, I had seen people talk about it. They're like, his singing voice isn't very good. But people had said that about Johnny Depp and Sweeney Todd, and I thought his voice was fine for Sweeney Todd. I actually prefer it because his voice, he tries to hit these notes, and his voice either cracks or he, he like, ah! Like, you, like, get, like, this emotion out of it, especially because he's acting his ass off, that I think really works. At, and it also works just because of the character that Sweeney Todd is. And so when they were like, oh, well, you know what's his name isn't very good in this i'm like okay well like that's just because people have high expectations and you know i'll take it if it means that cyrano is like belting these lines out but his singing voice is good but it like isn't perfect but it fits because dinklage is acting his ass off and that's not the case (laughs) his singing voice is bad like it is just bad stuff but he's acting his ass off but it's like it's just when god he has a sick sense of humor. It's like, okay. Oh yeah. God. I was about to say,
0: there's nothing in any like Game of Thrones. Nothing I've ever seen Peter is. There's nothing that would inspire any amount of confidence in me that he could sing. Like he has the most like, first of all, it's kind of deep voice, and then also it's like very monotone, like like always. Yeah. So it's like I would have mm-hmm. never. I mean, like, maybe he's a great choice for that character, but if you were going to do that, maybe you should show something other than a musical.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. You should yeah, try to it, turn this into a, like, regular drama adaptation. And the other people are great. The other people are, like, good. So when they're singing, I'm like, Haley Bennett, Roxanne, she's great. The guy who plays Christian, who's the guy who's, like, the good-looking guy, he's great, too. So then I'm, like, watching, and I'm, like, and they're singing, they're like, Oh and you're like, yes musicals good and then peter comes on screen oh god oh my god (laughs) and but overall the story's you know the third act kind of gets a little dark but i was like okay wow this kind of took a turn but overall i came out of it higher than i am now on it um you know during the day today i was thinking about it i did like my little instagram review and i was like it's fine like i gave it three out of five and i was like it's it's fine and i I wish I would have liked it more because I think P- Dinklage is acting his ass off. Like, when he's not singing, he's giving out these, like, speeches and he's, like, acting his ass off. And then at one point, he gets, like, semi bad news. And it's, it's like, when you see him receive it, it's like a really close up of his face. And you can just see, like, every devastation in his face. Like, it's like GIF of The Simpsons. He's like, if you pause right. it right there, you can see the point his heart breaks. <laughs> it's like that. Um, but. Um, I'd say, like I said in my Instagram review, I think if you're a fan of musicals, watch it, even though he's not very good at singing, because there is like, you know, choreographed stuff and, and like dancing and stuff. If you're a fan of the story, like if you're a big, you know, French literature fan, or if you like like these kinds of adaptations of those stories, um, like Dorian and Juliet or last year's West Side Story, I'd say watch it. Um, but if that doesn't, if that's not you, then I would say skip it, especially because there's, you know, over the last four years four or five years i don't want to say there's been a resurgence because it's not been many but there's been some pretty good musicals you know they, there's hamilton on disney plus which is fantastic and Kanto's a musical and it's fantastic um in the heights musical also fantastic west side story fucking amazing um and then dear evan henson which exists so <laughs> did you, you know, know you that have... it was
0: written by the same person who <laughs> directed by the same person who wrote the perks of being a wallflower yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is also this character's uh, favorite book. Uh, uh, God, amazing! Available <laughs> on Amazon for ninety nine. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, so like I think if this was the first musical in a long time, because there was a little stretch there where I was like, "Hey, name the last musical." You'd be like, "Oh, um, a Disney movie, right?" Or. Um, Exactly. Like I can't even think of one before something like Hamilton. I guess Wicked, but that's on the stage, right? So I think uh, if, if greatest, this was a time. What's, what's the the greatest, the greatest showman? Man. Oh, that's no. Yeah, yeah. So there's been, you know, 2019, I think, or 2019 and 2018. So there's been like a little bit of a resurgence of musicals. So there's so much more. There, there are better options that I think if you were like, I'm in the mood for something a little bit more theatrical, there's mm-hmm. better options. Um, if this was five or seven years ago, I'd be like, yeah, watch this because there's not that many uh, uh, you know, other kinds of movies like it, but that's not the case anymore. I think Hamilton sort of pushed it to where people want musicals, not just in theaters, but then in like, you know, per, like uh, theater theaters, but like in actual movie theaters. So I think, you know, watch it. If you're like a huge fan and you've already watched all the other ones, but if you're like, let me watch the musical. What am, what, what do you want to watch? There's literally like, I just mentioned like six or seven that are better. And I think two or three that are great, and then I one that I think is fucking amazing, and that's a West Side Story. But um, but yeah, that's uh, a now. Yeah, so
0: man, I just wish I could get past my mental block with musicals. I don't know what it is because you mentioned Encanto. Nothing in Encanto bothers me. Like I'm mm-hmm. like cartoons breaking out into song. I'm like whatever. You know what I mean? But like the moment, like. There's a regular scene happening, and all of a sudden, these motherfuckers just start singing. I'm like, stop it. You guys are out of control. Um, so, I, I, I don't know where that disconnect happens in my brain, where I'm like, nah, you guys are real people. Fuck out of here with that singing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is there. So, Cyrano will probably not be on my list, because uh, West Side Story is also not on my list of things to watch. But... Um, they're definitely, like you said, it's a resurgence, so clearly there are plenty of people out there watching it. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. Um, but that's, uh, so you know, the yep. last thing I want to talk about before we move on, two, two pretty short things. One, I mentioned I bought Final Fantasy Tactics on my phone. hmm This shit's the hardest fucking game I've ever played in my fucking life, and the shit came out in 96. <laughs> what the fuck is going on, bro? Yeah. I- I'm, like, five battles in. Like, that's it. And I'm just getting fucking dogged out. Like, every... I'm, like, having to try every battle multiple times. I'm just out here looking like a baby back bitch in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm just getting fucked up. So, anybody out there, like, that that uh, I, I mentioned this to, and you were like, I, I don't know. If that's something that will piss you off, which, uh, it... It's, like, frustrating me, and I even, like, don't mind games that are way too difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe don't. Maybe don't buy this one. But um, I'm enjoying it. There seems to be... I I looked up a couple... I had my own theory about what was going to happen with this game, and I happened to look up, um, just to see what other people were saying about this, the beginning of it. And Mm -hmm. it confirmed what I said. So, like, your characters are extremely customizable, Mm -hmm. um in this game more so than any other like final fantasy game i've played um you can make any character do anything and like you just spend time with it and make it happen so what my guess was going to happen Mm -hmm. is that at the very beginning when you're stuck with like your very basic class like your very basic class that you can only use the most basic of weapons blah 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 i was like this game's gonna be hard as shit but then once you can start like Every every character can basically have two classes because there's more to it, but that's the way I'm explaining. Like once you can start like cherry picking, like this guy wants these two classes and that will go well with this guy who's going to be these two with this guy who's going to be these two. Like I think it'll probably, you know, kind of early on. I'd say between early and middle game, I think you'll start to just become, you know, like the difficulty won't even be an issue because you will specialize your people to the point that they all play off of each other super well. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up, and that's what people said. They are like, the difficulty's like kind of a joke middle and late game. Like, it's really not hard because you've, you've figured out how to make your people like very powerful and what works. But the beginning of the game is just super difficult. So that's what I'm dealing with now. Like, to mm-hmm. the point where, like I said, just like random battles. Like, you know, in fucking Pokemon, you just walk around in tall grass and shit attacks you? Those are fucking me up. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm barely making it out alive. And the other thing that's devastating is that you can hire just like generic units. Um, and you start with like one main character unit who's named. And then you have generic units that you can buy and fill out the rest of your party with. And um, like, you will get more specialized units that are like have specific names and are important to the story. Um, but like, when a unit dies in a fight mm-hmm. and if you don't revive him within three turns and the fight's not over within three turns that unit's gone forever never comes back gone forever dead gone Holy so like shit. i have a i have a generic guy mm-hmm. that is going to be his fucking name is tyler like generic unit fucking sir tyler fucking like i have a plan for what i want him to be every time he fucking dies and Mm. i don't think i can revive him in time i'm just like these motherfuckers (laughs) like even if i could clear this fight and move on i can't leave tyler behind i gotta start over I got big plans for you bud um so yeah like if you have characters like that like you're just randomly gonna get attached to like a generic character because you decided that's you um if he dies and you don't pick him up he's just gone Mm. so like can't do it and that's extra hard you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder how many I wonder how many people play this game, don't do that, and don't think the beginning's hard because they're just like, oh, if I lose this fucking generic unit, who cares? You know what I mean? Like me, yeah. I'm fucking attached to him Like, no, I can't lose you. <laughs> I can't lose you, dog. <laughs> you no, know,
1: no child left behind. Exactly. Put the answers in the back of the book. Um,
0: <laughs> so that was the one thing. That game's mm-hmm. hard as shit. Um second though, is that Grand Theft Auto... Bro, this is the second time I've done that. Um, Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo (laughs) Auto. Not not Grand Theft Auto 5 on the fucking PS6. uh, When they inevitably make that game last for like 8 console generations. Um, But Gran Turismo 7 comes out Friday. And earlier this week, slash this past weekend... I was looking up, because I hadn't heard anything about it. And I was like... It's coming out real soon. I feel like, like, I mean, like, there was a state of play, I think, early February, maybe. Uh-huh. Or, like, yeah, I think it was early February. There was, like, a, they did a big announcement and showcased some of it. But then I didn't hear didn't hear anything. And I was like, the game comes out in, like, a week. Like, what, what's going on? And there was a review embargo until today, two days before it comes out, as of the time of this recording. And I, we've talked about, like, with film review embargoes, I think, specifically, like, if... If you're not letting people talk about it until right before it comes mm-hmm. out, yeah, that there's a. I don't want to say it's usually a bad sign because I don't think it, it has it's, to be.
1: It's usually unless it's a, unless it's a huge movie that's like it could be spoiled, like the Batman or right. one of the Marvel movies. It's usually yeah, like unless it's like something like that, like massive bad news. Yeah.
0: So and, and to that degree, like Gran Turismo hasn't been great lately. But it's still, like, one of Sony's flagship titles. So, like, again, I was like, is this going to be bad news? Like, are they not letting people talk about it because it's bad? Or are they not letting people talk about it because it's, like, a huge deal that they finally came out with another one? You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't sure. And I was getting kind of nervous because I was very excited for this. Well, the review embargo came today and uh man, it is just getting great reviews, so I'm so excited. <laughs> it's getting like nines, tens, fours out of fives, like fives out of fives. I'm super excited. it got one three out of five from like one place um yeah but
1: then everybody yeah. like haters Re- exactly that's what i'm saying
0: um they uh the only things that I've read that were not that were like a little concerning to me, and I don't think it's a big deal in the grand scheme of things um. For a game that's about having, you know, racing cars. the They said that Gran Turismo has 400 cars on launch. But a guy said that by the time... And this was a problem with the older games as well. But, like, by the time you get rid out of duplicates... It's like, the best way I can explain it is there'll be, like... 92 Civic. 92 Civic Type R. 92 Civic Si. 93 Civic Si. 90, and it's like, these are all the same. You know what I mean? Like, there's sure, the year's different, it looks the same, we're talking about, like, a different badge, maybe they perform slightly differently, Mm -hmm. but, like, ultimately, I have 20 Civics here, you know what I mean, like, that's, so, they said that it says it launches with 400, once you get rid of, like, duplicates like that, um, there are race versions of road cars, so, like, the best way to explain that is, like, you know, there's like a Ford Mustang, but then like NASCAR, there's like a Ford Mustang in NASCAR. So they have like the NASCAR version of the Ford Mustang. So it's, it's still kind of a duplicate, even though it's obviously going to drive different. Yeah. And then um, the last thing is there are road versions of race cars. Because back in the day, before a car could go in a race, it had to technically be a production car mm-hmm. that like the public could buy. So they would make like 10 of them they be like here's 10 of them these are just for the road and you know this this like gets gets them off our back as far as you know whether we can race this car so by the time you get rid of all those it's down to like 200 cars instead of 400 which is less than the competition mm-hmm. um Zone motorsport um but based on how long they supported gt sport which is like four years now i have to assume they're just going to keep adding cars you know what i mean like it's at least that's my assumption so that's like the only negative that i've heard um and i don't think it'll be that big of a problem you know what i mean like I, th- I think they'll probably remedy that as time goes along um so i'm still super excited for it
1: nice nice yeah i mean yeah that's always such a relief like when you see like well i i didn't i deleted twitter off of my phone for spider-man but like for this the, the batman the one that comes out this week Mm-hmm. It's already out yeah. by the time you're listening to Because this. this one
0: had an, an embargo that was real close to the movie and I was like, Oh okay.
1: like you're not nervous, be like, Well, that's coming a little bit close, aren't there? It's like this the Squidward is like, yeah. Uh, are down you bad trying to hide today, something aren't. from me? <laughs> yeah. Down bad today, aren't we? it's like, Okay, I know, I know. Um but then when they came out that the reviews are, you know, mostly positive, a few really glowing ones, and then of course, you know, like like I said before, a couple of haters. Um you go <sighs> I mean, mean, and you might not like it, right? Like, I might come in here next week and be like, man, the Batman, fucking boring. But at least, you know, there was a chance that it wasn't, right? More than being like, you know, the reviews drop and it's like at 45%. And you're just like, fuck.
0: Right. So, yeah, I'm also, I'm very excited for Batman because I am actually going to a movie theater with Cameron to watch that this Friday. Right. Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Nice. So I'll be fucking on time for a movie review with Ever on a fucking pod for once. I won't have to like come in like three weeks later and be like, hey, I finally watched that thing. That <laughs> came out. Uh, it was pretty good. Everything you said was right. Yeah,
1: we, can, um, we can do a spoiler section at the end of next week's episode.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, nice. So, it's yeah. Good. But Gran Turismo uh, has gotten great reviews. So... Um, it's already downloaded on my PS5. Just went ahead and pre-downloaded, and uh, Friday it'll be unlocked to
1: to be played. Nice. nice. Um, so yeah. I I remember when that happened for my Horizon Forbidden West a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, "You're in there. I could fucking crack you and play you." But of course, you know I can't because I'm not a hacker. But I was like, "You're here already, bitch! Like I'm gonna fucking yeah. play you."
0: You know what's You know what's really shitty though. Like Gran Turismo was just like. I mean, obviously, it's probably this way because Sony didn't intend for what happened to happen. But, like, a bunch of people got their copies, like, a week ago. <laughs> like, like oh. people that ordered their physical copies it it just came, oh. in the, came in the mail early. And I'm like, damn, I got my shit digital and they're, they're still playing it before me? What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> that shit's whack. Um, but, yeah, anyways, uh, that's that's all I've got going on right now. So, um, uh,
1: I guess we'll talk. A, just go, like, a super quick... Uh, run through on sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. So usually what happens is after we finish an episode, I will, the next day, I'll update the the, the document that we use to sort of to keep track of topics and whatever. And then I'll add a couple of things, especially things that I know are definitely going to happen, like movies or specific events, like the Super Bowl or the Oscars or something. And so I go ahead and add that to the docket, and then I sort of leave it alone for a couple while, for a few days, because I don't want to fill it all out. Because then it's like, well, by the time that we record, if I add anything and there's new stuff, then it's like, well, that stuff's old, and I, I will have done work for nothing. So I usually add a couple right. things that are definitely happening, and then right before we record, or like a day or so before, I go, all right, what's happened this week that we can talk about, and I fill it out the rest. Um, but then this week I logged on to fill it out, and I looked, and I was like, damn there ain't shit that's happened since we last talked I mean there's like you know Ukraine stuff and nuclear annihilation but other than that there's not that much like you know um you know there's baseball there's a baseball strike but who gives a shit about that I don't there's you know the NBA's happening but the playoffs aren't they haven't started yet and the NFL's in hibernation so I was like let's just you know what is it free talk corner (laughs) um call in with your questions yeah (laughs) 1-800-223-9797 Um, so, yeah, the, uh, but, you
0: know, as of right now, I got, uh, like you said, basketball is going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw a thing that said John Morant was having, like, a crazy, like, John Morant and DeMar DeRozan are having just crazy seasons. And, like, John Morant, I mean, he does have hype, so I can't really say, like, no one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, like, they're talking about it nearly to the same degree they should be. Yeah. He's averaging I- 20. points, 6 rebounds, and 7 assists
1: And somebody put them against uh, D. Rose's stats from his MVP season, and they're, like, pretty much the same. And and I know it's not, you know, that's not the end-all be-all because, you know, D. Rose got his team to the number one seed and John Moran hasn't. Um, But it's like, damn, like, I don't know, he was there already, right? Because usually, you know, these guys come in, somebody like, who was another guy that was kind of like him that sort of won Rookie of the Year and then just kind of, leveled out i can't think of anybody but some you know I got oh uh tyreek evans Re- remember him from like 12 right. years ago you know he came in wins rookie of the year out of kentucky and then kind of doesn't do anything after that right and right. so but to, you know i was and so you know john morant was rookie of the year last year or was it zion no it was ja right yeah yeah. yeah yeah and so then i was like okay like you know he'll be in a couple of years he'll be like really good right he'll be like an elite mm-hmm. player he'll be like one of the stars and then you know like you said over the past couple weeks people are like here's his stats and i was like oh shit he's already there like it, it it it, just kind of happened
0: right it's it's uh the same kind of thing happened with trey young like i don't really like trey young oh but yeah, yeah yeah he had That's like one, yeah. his big rookie season mm-hmm. and then like the next year, he just kind of did it again, and you're like, "Well, what?" Like, yeah. Well, and you're Luka. a Knicks fan; you're not supposed to like Jay Young. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Um, <laughs> to the to that uh, to that end, I, I do not. Um, but also, I just hate his goofy ass hair. Um, <laughs> he's like got just, the most um, least hair. <laughs> he's got the he's got the fucking Kevin Coster shit going, where it's like a ton of it. But like, I feel like if the wind blew at all, you'd be able to see straight through it, like a fucking bunch of dead trees. Um, but anyways, uh God where was it going? Where was it going? Oh Luca as a foil like Luca was great, but like he had also been playing professionally for a while already so like there, there was no I guess like it's hard, I, I can't really say like you didn't expect Luca to get better because obviously you did but the like the the thought of having an adjustment period between like your rookie year when you're just like no one's used to you and then you having to figure out the other team figuring you out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I wasn't as worried about with Luka because I'm like, obviously he's been doing that his whole career. You know what I mean? He's, he's already been playing. But uh, but like John Morant and Trey Young, like coming out of college, you know what I mean? Like it, 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 it's surprising to see it happen that quick and for you to just continue to be good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan was the other one. He's averaging yes, 28 yes. points, five rebounds, five assists on like 52% shooting.
1: That's funny, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and it's crazy because he's like a guy who like you no know, when he was in Toronto you're like ooh this guy's like good but he's not like you know top there's like levels right there's like a guy who's like who are like stars who you could like build something around or semi build something around like I sort of imagined him as a rich man's Harrison Barnes right like mm-hmm. um or not even not even like a clay level you're like this guy's pretty good you know he makes all star teams but he's not like amazing. And then he goes to Sacramento, or not Sacramento, um, San Antonio, and he kind of, I don't know, I didn't really hear much from him there. And then mm-hmm. now he's with, he's with the Bulls, and he's like, oh, this guy's like MVP level. Where have you been the whole time? Oh, my gosh. He's like you know, he's doing shit that nobody's seen or you know efficiently. Nobody's doing this well, this efficiently since like Will Chamberlain. And it's like, okay, like, damn, where has this been? Yeah, for real. And so, like, I'm looking at the uh, PER ratings,
0: right, player efficiency ratings for mm-hmm. this season so far. So, he's in the top ten, so I'm going to go through and uh, like kind of, you know, talk about each person very briefly. Giannis, that's, I mean, right. okay. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I think Giannis could be at a point where he's just going to enter, like, this sounds weird to say. I think he's going to enter the LeBron stage of his career where, like, like for a while, LeBron was just the best player in the league, and it was just like, okay, like, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah he's, he's the best player in the league. Um, I think Giannis might be there, where it's just like, yeah, he's the best guy in the league. It's, you know what I mean? Like, We don't even need to have this conversation. I don't know why we're talking about it. Yes, he's number one. <laughs> like, right. and, but like, we're not going to give him MVP every single fucking year, because it's boring, and people just get tired of doing that. Right. Um, so, Giannis. And Giannis has Chris Middleton. He's got some other good like pieces around him. And, and you know, it, it, it's kind of weird, but like Milwaukee's a good team. Nikola Jokic is second. Denver, he's got, uh, what, Donovan Mitchell?
1: No. No, um,
0: Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. I don't know why I get them mixed up. I always do, too, yeah. Okay, so he has Jamal Murray. Mm. um, Michael Porter Jr. (laughs) Mega Porter Jr. Uh, (laughs) um, But he's got some good players around him. Um, Joel Embiid, obviously, has James Harden, (laughs) Tobias Harris. LeBron James has Anthony Davis and, I don't know. It's much a, a bunch of... Yeah. But, um, John ja Morant's on the Grizzlies, Rudy Gobert, then Trey Young, and then DeMar DeRozan. Um, I think the biggest thing with DeMar DeRozan for me is that it was... I, I could be wrong. Because I didn't follow... It's not like I followed him closely. But, like, I do not feel like the Bulls were very good last year at all. Like, no. and so, like, literally DeMar DeRozan shows up and they're fucking... I don't know where they're at in the East. I feel like they're pretty they're first? High. No, was, they're, they're, they're
1: second or third. The Heat are first at the, at right. the time Eastern
0: of this recording. Oh. Standings. The Bulls are second. The Bulls are second in the East. They are two games back um, from the number one team. And, like, I don't, like, other than it just being DeMar DeRozan, like, they were just not that good of a team. And it's not like they made a bunch of other big moves. I do they let me let me just fucking click on this team because obviously I don't fucking pay enough attention. Who's on the fucking Bulls? You're just not gonna give me the fucking.
1: Alonzo, uh, um, Levine, Kobe White, Levine, okay, uh, yeah. Alex Caruso. They signed Alex Caruso. That he was a big signing.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, Levine was the big one. I couldn't remember if he was still on the team or not. Mm. Uh, I, like. But yeah, so like Levine with Levine, like they weren't anything special. But, like, somehow they just added DeMar DeRozan and it all, like, kind of started to work. And so, like, it leads me to believe, like, fuck, like, has DeMar DeRozan been, like, better than anyone's given him credit for for a while? I mean, like, I I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird for him to just show up and all of a sudden they're way better. Because I would have never thought. It's like when the Spurs, I think it was the Spurs. The Spurs added, like, LaMarcus Aldridge, and yeah, I was just mm-hmm. like, that's not going to be, like, I get it. Tim Duncan's old, you know what I mean, and you need a replacement. But, like, adding LaMarcus Aldridge to your team, especially at that point in his career, like, is not going to be, like, the needle the needle mover, right? Like, you, you need a bigger move than that to put yourself into a champion contender type deal. And I would have thought the same thing about DeMar DeRozan. Except this year, it's happening. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know if, if a team, if the Knicks signed DeMar DeRozan, I wouldn't have been like, "Whoa!" I'd have been like, "Oh, that's good." You know what I mean? Like, like solid player for us to work around. But I would have never been like, "We're gonna be in the top of the conference." Like that would have never popped into my head. So it's just surprising to see him up there, and especially with as big a year as he's having.
1: Yeah, so. I, I, I think it's always so interesting when you know dudes join a team and it doesn't work and they go somewhere else and it just like clicks right right like you just go like wait so like how does that like how did that work out right like i'm trying to think of one because like, i know there's something else that where a dude just like went somewhere didn't work and then went somewhere else and it's like oh which oh i guess um westbrook right i mean not now but like you know he goes <laughs> to the he goes to the rockets and it's just like okay like it's just fine and then he goes to the Wizards, and it just clicks. And he's, like, averaging triple doubles again and going fucking nuts, right? But then right. he goes to the Lakers, and it's, like, like back to back to the gutter, right? So, like, it, it, it it's so interesting how... Uh, I, 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 Mello, I, I,
0: right? Mello went to... Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did mm-hmm. he go?
0: He left the Knicks. He went to the Hawks. But I don't
1: think he ever even suited up for the Hawks. And then... Right, and then yeah. he did shittily, and then he goes to the Blazers, and he's like, oh, this guy's been he, retired. Where the hell? And it's like, well, yeah, it's just, like, nobody gave him a chance. Right. So I think it's so interesting how, like, a sport that's just five dudes, that's like, you know, it's not 22 on a field, it's just, you know, 10. The Rockets. The Rockets is where
0: he played shitty. Sorry, Dan <coughs> it just popped into my head. I'm, he went with the Rockets, right? no? I, I
1: think that? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because didn't he wear like, double zero there? Or maybe, no, that's the Blazers. Just...
0: Okay. Maybe he didn't go to the Rockets. For some reason, I feel like he was at the Rockets at one point, but I could be wrong. Maybe. Maybe he was, like,
1: Howard with
0: that's another yeah. one, right? Dwight Howard went to a bunch of places, was shitty after left the Magic, and then like had a small resurgence on the Lakers, like when right. he first got and there. And won again. a ring, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's like it's interesting how like it, if it doesn't click perfectly, it just like doesn't work,
0: right? Yeah. Okay, he did play for Houston for one season. So um, he played in ten games, and then yeah. they fucking sat him. Uh, oh, oh, oh,
1: OKC. He was at OKC for Mello. Yeah. When it's like one of those, like, what the fuck?
0: 2017-2018 for a whole season, seventy eight games. Jesus
1: Christ! When was that? When? What? I I, I thought I remembered that. I think Dude. he was with Westbrook. I think. Did <laughs> it, it? Oh, and you know, uh, so it's um. This is something weird and nerdy that I do, but um, it Carolina plays Duke this Saturday. It's the second matchup of the season, and so usually what I do is in the week leading up to it, every day I watch a different I rewatch or like I just have it on in the background while I'm working on like YouTube a for an old Carolina Duke game. That well of course that Carolina won. And so I just have it playing and just to get like in the mood and be like, oh yeah, get hyped for it and stuff. Get hyped for the Saturday. And I've been doing it for a couple of year, a few years now. And I think it's always so interesting because when they go to commercial break, they're like, da, 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 and they'll be like this Saturday, Steph Curry plays, you know, Something somebody and this somebody. And it's like and I was watching the twenty nineteen game and it was like Russ this week something plays Russell Westbrook and the Thunder. And I was like, The Thunder? That dude has been on three teams since then. It has been three years. And that dude has been on the Rockets, on the Wizards, and now on the Lakers in almost a full season with the Lakers. Right? So it's just, I just it's so interesting watching those old games. Because you get just very interesting things like that. And one, the one that maybe, you know, the one that was sad today was like Steph Curry and the Warriors play Kobe Bryant and the Lakers Dang in it. his final game of, at, you know, at Golden State and stuff. And it's just so interesting how quickly things, well, of course, you know quickly things change. But then also, like, you know, like these dudes who are like, you see them on the team and you're like, wait, look at the calendar or the timestamp on YouTube. And it's like 2018. And you're like, wait. That was that was five teams ago. What the fuck? <laughs> right. What have you been doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like why don't you just like settle down, get yourself a five year contract, bro. <laughs> right.
0: Well, that's the thing. I think Westbrook would love a five year
1: contract. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, y'all got any
0: more than yeah. five year contracts? Because I'm tired of fucking hopping around year after year because everyone hates playing with me. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's the NBA, right? Nothing mm-hmm. else really going on. It's like there's not even like that much like jockeying for a position. I feel like I haven't heard about as far as like s- like trying to separate themselves seating wise. Yeah, um, I feel like everybody's I mean, just kind of coasting into the postseason.
1: Yeah, yeah, and even then the postseason starts like late next month, so it's like it's not crunch time yet. So like. And it's right. just after All Star Break because it was a couple weeks ago, but it's also not close enough to All Star Break where it is like, who let's see, you know, who fits with their new team because people have been playing for a couple weeks now. It's just kind of like, all right, let's keep going. And then baseball nobody gives a shit about, like I said. And then NFL is just like the combine's happening, but the draft is not for another like month and a half, so it's like it's kind of like this like lull period. I mean, there's college basketball, but even then, um, the tournament doesn't start for like another two weeks. You know, conference tournaments are next week. But like the real one doesn't start for a while, so it's like just this little lull, this little just not much. Yeah, it's like a little dead spot, basically. Yeah, Um, it's like I mean, this is what it's going to be like in July. You know, after the finals ends, it's like, well, you know, now we just got to wait out for the training camps. You know, it's just like this little little time for like a little little sports nap.
0: Yeah. Plus, uh, I think uh, Syracuse has been pretty fucking dog shit this year, so I just haven't paid attention to (laughs) (laughs) basketball at all. Uh um, But yeah, so. Uh, that's the NBA, and then, uh, you know, the NFL ain't got the shit going on, right? There's, Mm -hmm. like, nothing, as far as I
1: know. of. Just the combine, but then it's, like, there's no... It's not like there's, like, uh, you know, like, Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence, where you could be like, ooh, who's gonna take this guy? It's just kind of like a, well, the draft is happening.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I've seen about the NFL is, uh, you retweeted some goofy-ass article talking about fucking Mitch Trubisky finding a starting spot. Get the fuck oh, out of here, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, they might give him a chance, you know, the, the Commanders, or there's probably to be another team that will give him, like, you know, a shot to at least compete for the starting position, starting role, right? Like, I mean, dude, Mike Glennon played last year. So, like, you know, the idea that a guy is untouchable after having, you know, three or four seasons under Matt Nagy is, like, not that's true. That's That's fair.
0: That's fair. I forget but,
1: who else who else played last year. Like Matt Barkley, I think was con- he Matt Barkley signed with the Panthers last year, and I think he almost played or he did play. So it's like, Mitch is better than all those dudes. So,
0: yeah, but you know what it is. I think the the article was like a lot of teams are viewing him as a starting quarterback. I'm like hold on, like I'm not I'm not saying he can't be a starting quarterback. I'm just saying I don't know. I, even it's weird. There's this weird distinction, right? Of in my head. That's like, just because you are starting at quarterback for a team does not mean you're a starting quarterback, right? Like, yeah.
1: d- does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Nathan Peterman, he started quarterback, but he's not a starting quarterback. Right,
0: like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no team sees you on their team. It's like, all right, well, we don't have to worry about that now. Um, yeah. and I, I don't think I'm ready to, like, put, you know, Mitch Trubisky as a person where I'm like, Oh, he's the one we should sign for the future. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just had to get that, that slander in because my man, <laughs> I, just, I can't. Um, but, yeah, so that's the NFL, NBA, and then, you know, baseball, who gives a shit? <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, that's all we've got for this week. Um, as usual, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at EverCastro92 on Instagram. If you want to catch the podcast, you can catch it directly at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us, differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained. We will catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.